Well, hello, and welcome to After the Sermon, a Bethany podcast, where we have the privilege of digging deeper into our Sunday messages. I am Tammy DeLau, and today I'm joined with Pastor Steve Musto, and we have a new friend that's joining us today, Andy Chong. We are so thrilled that you're with us. Do you want to tell our listening and viewing audience just a little bit about yourself? Oh, <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, my name is Andy Chown, and uh, I've been attending Bethany since 1993. Um, played a number of roles, uh, sound tech, stuff like that, and kid stuff, but uh, uh, recently I'm on the deacon board, so uh, actively there. Okay. Happy 30th anniversary at, at Bethany. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't well, even do the math. You. Good job. Well, I only know that because it's our 30th wedding anniversary. So I'm very <laughs> like, sensitive like, to this wow, right now. This number. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, this summer we are walking through Psalms. And I know, Steve, as you were choosing your Psalms, you really prayed about who should be our guests because yeah. we are missing our partner in crime. But it's been fun yeah. to have these guests. Yeah. And you really felt like Andy was the guy who needed to be here for Psalms 16. Yes. Do you want to tell us why? Yeah. Yeah, well, Psalm 16, um, because of what it is, you know, we we so we turn to the Psalms in different times, and there are different Psalms. There's so many Psalms, mm-hmm. but there's so many different Psalms for different things, different mm-hmm. occasions, whatever it might be. And there are laments, mm-hmm. there are songs of praise, there are all kinds of things. And you know, Psalm 16 is like everything's a okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, if Simon and Garfunkel writing it, it'd be like feeling groovy. Yeah, there, there you go. Everything's just feeling groovy. Everything's <laughs> fine. No big deal. And I Dave, kind of want to make you come up with a song for every song. Oh, that's I could good. Do. Okay, <laughs> let's talk. That's, that'll be our new thing. Yeah. Some okay, of them feeling would be, groovy. Some of them would be a little like, uh, yeah, old. Okay. Because I like old music too, okay. but that's okay. Um, so I, I think with this one, David is writing... Uh, the, what I'm picturing in my head is David is, is established at this point as mm-hmm. a king and there's no chaos. Mm-hmm. There's nothing going wrong. All is well. Mm-hmm. Economy is thriving. The charts are up and to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, things are peaceful. And he's kind of walking around going, this is unbelievable. And, and where do I get, where, where did this all come from? And so Psalm 16 recounts all the things that people put their trust in, mm-hmm. in, in his day. And, and they cross over Those, to our day really too. They really do mirror our days, yeah. don't they? Yes. Here are the things mm-hmm. that people put their trust in. And David says, I don't put my trust in any of these things. I put my trust in Yahweh and him alone. Mm-hmm. He is the one who has done all of this stuff. It's not about me. It's about him. And um, that... We know David's going to have difficult times Mm -hmm. and has had difficult times even before this, Mm -hmm. but he's still able to recognize, he hasn't grown bitter. He hasn't grown uh, angry. He's still able to recognize that it's God. He's not arrogant. No, no. Mm -hmm. And he probably had all of those days, Mm -hmm. all those moments like we all do, Mm -hmm. but uh, he's he's got a great perspective here. Mm -hmm. And um, so... As I walked through this psalm, I started thinking about uh, about you, Andy, um, mm-hmm. because well, one, you're my neighbor, so we see each other all the time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, two, because uh, I think knowing many of the things that you've you kind of been through in your life and things you've experienced, um, you have this. You could be angry. You could be bitter. 
you could also be kind of arrogant, like, and do the, I've come through this on my own steam and by my own power. And here I am. And, and you, you just don't, I don't see any of that in, in you. And what I see in you is a, this is about the Lord and it's about serving people like the Lord. So I, I, I wanted in the midst of the, the podcast just for you to share a, a little bit about as much as you're comfortable um, about your story. So uh, you were married, you got married. Um, very young. Yeah. Very young. And uh, yeah. So tell us about that and kind of walk us through that. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, um, um, just kind of childhood was rough, things like that. And uh, there was this uh, young woman I kept seeing and there's something there. Yeah. It took her two years to say yes, to go out with me, but it was just funny. There's that, there's that little nugget that I kept looking at. And uh, like I tell most people is we finally went on a date two years later and I thought it was over. And the next day she walked through and she says, Hey, I had a really good time. We'd like to go again. Mm. This was Saturday. I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go out on a date again. She says, well, my mom and I are going to church on Sunday. Do you know who Jesus is? Uh, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I paused a little bit. Yeah. So um, anyway, I got to know who Jesus was through Val, my, my first wife. Yeah. And uh, it, it had a lot of struggles. Um, we got married a couple years after that. And uh, Val helped put me through school, uh, college. And then, uh, then I got a job at the phone company and things started moving. And, and uh, we had a couple children. And our second child, when he was born, she had a mole on her back. And they had it looked at, and it was melanoma cancer. Mm. And it was hard. It was a hard thing to go through life that... We live in a very blessed area, you know, living here in the U.S. We have so many things. And uh, all of a sudden, I call it when life came undone. Yeah. And um, because everything you're, you're doing exactly what David is doing. Everything is your career takes off. Yeah. You're now you're growing in Christ. Things are like this is this. This is the American dream. This yeah. is the story. Yeah. I'm on fire for Christ. I'm learning. I'm growing. It's like. <laughs> and then Val gets the news that this is cancer. Yeah. Okay. And then it was, well, the doctor said maybe 10 years mm. and uh, just had our, our second child, Brandon. Um, so I thought, oh God, what's happening here? Yeah. And um, through that journey, the 10 years went by quick. And then there was, our son went in for a physical and the doctor said, Hey, how are you feeling? Val? I was like, Oh, that's strange. I'm here for my son's physical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He goes, well, I see complexions in your face and stuff like that. I think you might have this rare disease called acromegalia. Uh -huh. What's that? So she got tested for that. And it's a benign tumor behind your nose by your pituitary gland. And it was causing growth hormones in her body. So we went through several tests on that. And again, the doctor looked at us and said, uh, 10 years of life, you have melanoma, you have acromegalia, 
And acromegaly is, is something that causes your internal organs to keep growing. Mm. So I use the word called IGF level, which is a growth hormone that starts producing in your body. And when you reach a certain age, that stops. Well, all of a sudden, valves is growing. Wow. So everything's growing. And I seen her every day, so I really didn't see the face or the ears or any of the complexions that were changing. Mm. So that, you know, put in perspective, that was around 97, 98. Okay. And so 10 years would be 2007. So needless to say, um, God said 25. So um, she got to watch both of her children graduate from high school. Both her children graduate from college. And it was a rocky road at times, but every time she would fall back, we'd always get better. And the kids would see that. Yeah. And uh, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Except uh, I would say in end of 2011, start of 2012, the melanoma started attacking the body in a way that there was not a whole lot we could do about it. Yeah. They have a drug called BRAF, which would work from your neck down. So she did have surgery on her lungs. Parts of her lung was removed, mm-hmm. but it kept attacking the brain. Over and over and over. So there's several trips going to Rochester, back and forth, um, sharing with our kids. It was hard for my son. He was really, really close to his mom. Yeah. And our our daughter, we always called her like an angel because she was always there. She's always helping. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you become a caregiver in that situation, you really don't sleep. You don't rest. You always sleep. I always tell people, one eye open. Yeah. So, um, a little bit of a struggle, but, um, some really dear friends of mine in men's Bible studies and that, um, would share with me and let me share back and forth. Um, when times are hard, uh, was I mad at God? Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't fair. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, getting to know who God was, um, it, it, it was, it was pushing me. Yeah. So I didn't know <laughs> if, if this is the way it should be. So I also share in Romans where Paul talks about dying to self. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when this world that we live in, mm-hmm. it's easy to fall within the worldly views of things. Yeah. And uh, to totally sacrifice your life to God can be hard yeah. when, when challenges like this happen. So you, you have, how old are the kids at the point where we're So my died? kids were both out of college. Okay. Um, they're in their 20s, mid-20s. Okay. okay. So, and um, my youngest son um, proposed to his fiance mm-hmm. and was scheduled to get married in 2013, and this would be in September of 2013. Um, And 2013 was probably the toughest year of my life. Um, Lost Val in August of 2013. Uh, She was able to go to the bridal shower and stuff like that. Um, The cancer was attacking the brain. It was a, in the area of our motor skills, had a hard time walking, mm. but man, 
I remember we were in an acute rehabilitation for five weeks. Val couldn't even walk. <clears throat> so at the end of five weeks, she was able to walk with a walker. <clears throat> and I remember when I dropped her off to go to the bridal shower, she chose to walk without the walker. Went into the house, and when I got to pick her up, she comes across the yard. Wow. So. Uh, do you have hope? I mean, at that yeah. point, is there like right. a little bit of there, hope? There is. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, my, my verse was Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. And truly, I felt it. I seen it. And uh, mm-hmm. Val is an incredibly strong Christian woman. People would come to the hospital and visit with her. Mm-hmm. We were on, I believe it was seventh or ninth floor at Mayo. And it's usually a floor you don't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so many of the ladies were coming up to visit her and I was sitting out in the front and the ladies go, is it her birthday? Is it something? I said, no. But the joy and the laughter and the noise that was coming from the room yeah. was like, wow. It had people wondering what was going on. What was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the testimonies that she shared with many people who God was, mm. was enormous. Because, I mean, at her funeral, I would say 25% of the people were from the hospital. Wow. Oh, that's, Came. that says a lot. It does. So yeah. I know you, and most people know you um, as somebody with a lot of joy. <laughs> just joy, just joy comes off of you. It's, it's hard to it radi- not be joyful yeah. yes. uh-huh. and be around you. Mm-hmm. So when, were you that way before Val died? Did you have that in you a little bit? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> so that came, that came after it. It, it was a struggle yeah. um, through that huge trial for that year and a half. It was so hard, even affected our marriage in a sense where I would wrestle with God. Yeah. Literally, I call it wrestle. Most of people that know me, when we talk about wrestling, I talk about, because I was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like Watch a literal wrestler. A real, literal okay. wrestler. I was a wrestling cheerleader. Oh, yeah. 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 It, <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> and I was always like, God showed me the lights. You know, mm-hmm. so you can go from a move to on your back mm-hmm. and you can see the light. Mm-hmm. And I said, watch it. Because God could pancake you. But through all those trials and through the nugget that I had with Val, seeing her, her showing me who God was, watching this trial strengthened me. Mm -hmm. Through her testimony. And I just said, I'll, I'll, put my trust in God. Yeah. yeah. This this world has nothing to offer. I mean to this day when it was even over, I thought marriage all that never. Yeah. Told God I'm not marrying anybody from Bethany. <laughs> I mean it's just funny how it all happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God has a total different plan. Yeah. We, yeah. I I um <clears throat> when I think of how many people um, feel like in, in their marriage, their marriage is, is not great, you know, and they, they married somebody and the person they're married to is just lousy. Mm-hmm. You, you got 
twice. You got, no. well, I mean, I don't, I didn't know Val at all. I know Lisa. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. He won the lottery and, twice. Uh, you, yeah. How that? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll take it. Yeah. I know. I am <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah. So really how, blessed. how does, uh, you know, as I, I'm looking at the Psalm and I'm looking at David walking around because David goes through all this same kind of stuff. His wife is taken away and given to someone else. I mean, there's just so much that he's gone through mm-hmm. even as a young man. Right. Um, the person he's trying to serve and love wants to kill him. Wants like, to kill oh, him. Yes. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a kind of a father figure and, and he wants mm-hmm. to take his life, loses mm-hmm. his best friend and Jonathan. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so much. Um, but he does, he also has this same, response where sure. eventually, you know, of course he wrestles with God, but what comes back is I realize that all the things in my life um, come from the Lord. So at some point you start enjoying life again. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you keep the perspective then of this is about the Lord? It's not about me. Or even I, as you're sharing, I'm like, oh, that's so scary. Cause if, if this wife were to get a diagnosis, it would be so easy to live in fear. So how do you live in the joy that we see radiating? You know, there's a, there's a very pivotal point in my life when Val went up for her last radiation. And the reason I say it's the last, I didn't want this radiation where they, they put these, this halo on, if you want to say, and it's called gamma knife and they radiate the, the cells in the, in the brain. And because of the acromegalia, which is causing your internal organs to be larger than normal, <clears throat> then you put melanoma on top of it. You do the radiation. They say it's like an orange that will shrink up and dissolve within your body. Mm-hmm. And when they done it time after time, they say you have a 30% chance of a bleeding. And I looked at him, I said, I don't see 30%. I see hundred percent. Cause it's never not bled. Mm. So it's hurt my heart. So the last time we go up, <clears throat> they say the best thing we can do to stop the cancer from growing is to radiate it. <clears throat> it's in locations I can't get to surgically. So, okay. <clears throat> so we do this radiation. We're driving home and I'm, I'm hurting. I'm, yeah. I'm really hurting. And she's sitting beside me and there's a song by Matthew West. I think, um, called I'll, I'll save a place for you. Okay. <clears throat> I get a little touched up, but she puts her hand on my leg and she says, don't worry. I know where I'm going. I'll save a place for you. Mm-hmm. And something with the hand in that conversation gave me the strength that yeah. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And from that conversation, there's many Things. We have two children. Yes. I have to go. Yep. You need to raise them. You need to be there for them. Quit being a workaholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quit doing all these worldly things that draw you away. So she said all of these things before God brought her home. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Hold that's, me. That's a mm-hmm. gift. Right. And, and I, from that pivotal point, I'm hundred percent in. Yeah. God is truly my refuge. Well, I, I, I wonder, you know, how different you would be and how different your life would be because what David walks through is listing out, we talk about this in the message, but he lists out all these different things that we look to 
for our strength, that we look to for our joy, that we look to for our security. And so when you have that security, whatever, whatever it is you're putting your faith and trust in gets removed. Um, all you have left is, is the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that is a tough lesson to learn mm-hmm. in that way. And I want to encourage people, boy, if you don't have to learn this lesson going through something like that, if you can, if you are sitting out there, you're working way too many hours mm-hmm. and not spending time with, with your family mm-hmm. and you don't have to go through something like this. I mean, wouldn't you just love that for people? I would mm-hmm. love that for people. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Work, sports. Yeah. My kids were very good athletes. It, it draws you all away from, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I know that we usually start reading the, 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 the scripture verses at the beginning, but may I read it now? I think now would be a great time to read it. Go for it. All right. Protect me, God, for I take refuge in, in you. I said to, to Yahweh, you are my Lord. I have nothing good beside you. As for the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones. All my delight is in them. The sorrows of those who take another God for themselves will multiply. I will not pour out their drink offerings of blood, and I will not speak their names with my lips. Yahweh, you are my portion and my cup of blessing. You hold my future. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I will bless Yahweh, who counsels me even at night when my thoughts trouble me. I always let Yahweh guide me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body also rests securely for you will not abandon me to Sheol. You will not allow your faithful one to see decay. You reveal the path of life to me. In your presence is abundant joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. You our brother embody that. So thank you. I know that's a hard story. And yeah. um, I'm honored that I got to hear it. I know Andy got to hear a little bit of it at the, the men's breakfast oh. that you all did. So oh, yeah. he came home okay. and shared it with me, but oh. it's very sweet to hear it firsthand. So are your children in the area here? Um, my son lives in Madison and my daughter lives in uh, Black River Falls. Now. Okay. So, so close. Uh, yep. Yeah. And he has cute grandkids. Yeah. I can, Ooh, how, yeah many grand, how many grandbabies yep. do you have? Yeah. So I have, <clears throat> my son has two kids and now mm-hmm. married to a wonderful wife, Lisa. Yeah. And yes. you're right. I've been blessed twice. Yeah. And um, there's four on her side. So we have a total of six grandkids okay. and it's very fun. Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and what doesn't get said enough is not only are we friends, but our dogs, I think, are best well, friends, yeah, too. They are. So, okay. <laughs> that's always a joy. Yeah, yeah oh. it truly is. I, um, you know, as you, just you were reading this, Tammy, there are always, always parts of it. The, the, the hard part of a psalm and of teaching a psalm is I want to take it little chunks at a time mm-hmm. and do a whole message just on one little chunk and then right. come back and I can't. I got to cover the whole thing. So, um Lord, you're my portion and my cup of blessing. You hold my future. And the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. And, and David is using the language of um, uh, the people coming into the promised land. Right. So 
in the, when people came into the promised land, they didn't have land. They, they didn't, didn't have, have anything, nothing. And they weren't allowed. Mm-hmm. They, the, God didn't determine who got what with like arm wrestling or something. Mm-hmm. He, it was, he decided, Yes. he decided by family and by clan and whatever, who was going to get how much land. Some got a lot, some got a little less, some, yep. got, you know, just whatever. And it was up to Yahweh himself mm-hmm. to decide this. And so David is even reflecting on, on that. And he's using this language saying, man, I look at, I look at what you've given me, my portion, my, mm-hmm. my allotment, and it's fallen to my favor, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so I, there's the other part of it is I've been thinking about our neighborhood and how great our neighborhood is. Yeah. We have wonderful neighbors we do. and um, helpful, helping each other, but also, um, we live in a place that by and large, we, we have enough. There is enough here mm-hmm. and there are always exceptions in every community, but we have enough yeah. and the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places where, um, people right now might be listening to this in their cars. Well, you have a car, my goodness. Or you have a, right. you have a cell phone. You're listening to this on, you're watching it on, on a computer. With your AirPods in your ears. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. You know, these, mm-hmm. these are, these are blessings from God. These are the, these are the boundary lines uh, that have, have fallen for us. And, and we just need to take a moment because mm-hmm. we get focused on the negative. We get focused on the, the challenging and the difficult and we don't call a timeout and stand with a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and look at whatever it is, our little mm-hmm. domain is our apartment or something right. and just say, God, this is amazing. I didn't sleep out in the cold last night. I wasn't eaten alive by mosquitoes last night. I got sleep in a bed and thank you mm-hmm. for, for, for this. The hot weather. We have air conditioning. We have air conditioning. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You know, exactly. yeah. Really, it's mm-hmm. been warm. Yeah. Well, mostly we have air conditioning because you helped me install a thermostat. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's also part of the deal. So he's a yeah. handyman too. He, oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I don't want to say that too loudly because people <laughs> start, will start, you, start calling using him and, your guy. And, and I need him. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I think it's, it's a challenge as you will walk us through on Sunday the different things that David the people there would have put their faith in, put their trust in, and they do really parallel ours. So, and ultimately, yes, all the things we have, our boundaries have fallen good, but our inheritance is the Lord too. So that, which is what you are speaking to. So it's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. So, and thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.